So I look at not taking your successes or your failures personally as if I fail, I'm still going to get up and I'm going to keep doing it. If I succeed, I'm still going to get up and I'm going to keep doing it. And that's not going to change who I am on an identity level. It'll change and it'll evolve me in a personal development level, but it's still sticking to my authenticity. Welcome to Mindset Performance, where we take a look at the thinking patterns of successful entrepreneurs so we can learn why it's true that the less you work, the more you make. If you're an entrepreneur and you feel life is calling you to step up to something bigger, this podcast is for you. This is your host, Jared Hanning, and in today's episode, I bring you Marley Jacks. Marley is a seven-figure earner who produces students that achieve amazing things. Her field is YouTube, uh, YouTube videos, uh, taking your videos and your content, learning how to monetize it. Uh, Marley's secret to success comes down to a commitment to, of all things, a commitment to routine. How mundane does that sound? Uh, In our conversation, though, we'll be looking at how that serves you, how it makes your life easier, and how when crisis is surrounding you. Simply leaning into routine takes the willpower out of it. Nike's slogan, just do it, relies on a finite resource. Motivation comes and it goes. It constantly has to be renewed. But if you just lean into the routine, then there's no willpower needed. Success is inevitable. What I really like about this conversation with Marley is she tells the truth about fear That just as there is a fear of failure, just as many times there is a fear of success. This is an unspoken fear, unacknowledged fear that I think holds just as many people back as the fear of failure. Uh, She encourages us to leverage the resources we do have. And uh, interesting insight on how to break through when you're stuck how to navigate that delicate balance between maintaining purpose, staying in your creative self, uh, but letting go and letting the universe find a more efficient path. Uh, Marley tells an interesting story of how the best opportunity of her life came just three weeks after the worst bridge failure of her life and how she navigated that, how she stayed in communication how she stayed in her creative self. And without any more delay, let's hear it from Marley Jacks. Thank you. So glad to be here. How is the quarantine treating you up in Boise, Idaho? Well, it's, um, it's not the most fun time of my life. I wish I was traveling. I had so many exciting plans that had to be canceled, but all for a reason. And we're still using this time productively. So happy to be here. Yes. Quarantine is a forced mental emotional processing if you will it really especially is. like if you live by yourself right there's nothing to distract you from yeah. whatever's going on in your head that moment yeah. um, right now you're in the middle of an incredible momentum build and launch training people to make a difference with their youtube videos and how to mm-hmm. position them and title them and capture card them and all that stuff yeah. um what's going on in your launch right now um, we have a lot of amazing entrepreneurs, and one of the things that I just get so excited about with with working with with entrepreneurs is the impact that they want to make in the world, and it's just so inspiring, and then I'm inspired, and then that fuels the content that I can give them, and then they're all inspired in their community that we've built, and it's such a it's such a cool thing to be able to to build with with 
my people and to be able to attract that into my life that it's just this cycle of inspiration and momentum. Do you have a favorite story of one of your students and, and the difference learning how to use YouTube properly made? I mean, it's, I, there are so many that come to mind. I can even think of like just the people who are like, they go from being scared of the camera to being like making the camera scared of them. Like, I don't know, they're just, they love what they do now and they, I help them to kind of overcome any blocks or understand how to monetize your message. Like it's one thing to overcome a fear of the camera and then turn on the camera and then start speaking to your audience. But then how do you make that impact driven and profit focused to be able to then build your business from it? So even like people who their businesses have struggled during the coronavirus, um, being able to, to get back up and have new offers or um, people who didn't have videos going before or had videos going, but didn't know how to be able to produce an income from them. It's there's, there's so many, so many stories that I can think of. What, what is the, what is the fastest you've seen somebody turn a video into cash? Um, we have, so we have a 21 day challenge and I don't know I'm thinking of like, uh, there's a man who he was a high school teacher, like math teacher. And within the 21 days, got his YouTube channel to a thousand subscribers from scratch and had people clicking on the lead magnet, purchasing the tripwire, applying for his program, like within the 21 days. Oh my gosh, that's an incredible turnaround. Wow, that's fascinating. I'm sure, obviously it's, you know, not everybody's product will perform the same or everybody's offer will perform the same, but right. that's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. Golly, man, that's wonderful. So in this realm of how we think about solving problems, um, there is a question that everybody has answered so far. Many, many different answers. If you were to fill in these two blanks, many people think that they need like whatever, what's the thing that they don't have and that's why they haven't succeeded. Like they mm -hmm. think they need this, but what they really need is. They probably think they need willpower. Okay. Um, but what they need is commitment to routine. Tell me more about that. Um, I had a, a friend that reached out to me when I was going through the most transition, like the biggest transformation of my life. Um, and he, he said to me, like, you, you have so much going on and, and so much that you're growing through at the same time, both publicly and personally. And he suggested through, uh, through everything that he's been through too, saying lean into routine because that takes the willpower out of it. And even just regardless of whatever you're going through in your life, whether it's a, a traumatic moment or just whatever stress, um, anything that you think, okay, I got to get up and I got to do this. And you, some, a lot of people will lean into saying like, it's just willpower. I just, just do it. Like Nike swoosh, like just do it. Um, but that's based on an emotion of like how you feel. And there's something that I, I heard and that I say all the time that commitment doesn't care how you feel. It's about the identity, not about the doing. It's about who you are being. And I can't do my way there. It's not a just do it and get the result. It's about who I'm being on an identity level. And one of my highest values is commitment. And commitment means getting up and, and doing it anyway. Commitment means playing while you're hurt. Commitment means 
um, not taking your successes or your failures personally. And that when you say you're going to commit to something and you feel tired or you feel scared or you feel like an imposter, commitment doesn't care how you feel. So if you are committed on an identity level, that's going to allow you to do the things to have the result. You, you mentioned not take your successes personally. Would you share a little bit more about that? That's a beautiful concept. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at where I've come from. I've looked, I look at uh, the failures I've had and also the successes I've had. And um, your, your failures are just as important as your successes. And as much as your failures can be disappointing, emotional, your, your six and people, I mean, let's look how people are afraid of failure, but people are just as equally afraid of success. Um, you can fail at something and it can put you into a spiral of struggle. You can succeed at something and it can put you into a spiral of struggle. There are people who get success that they're not ready for it. Um, and there are people who sabotage when they have success Mm -hmm. in their hands or when they're on the verge. So I look at not taking your successes or your failures personally as if I fail, I'm still going to get up and I'm going to keep doing it. If I succeed, I'm still going to get up and I'm going to keep doing it. And that's not going to change who I am on an identity level. It'll change and it'll evolve me in a personal development level, but it's still sticking to my authenticity. You've mentioned a, a couple things so far in ants filling in the blanks of those. You talked about um, leadership. Who am I being? Um, you talked about what am I making this mean, right? What do I make success mean? Am I taking that personally? What do I make failure mean? Am I taking that personally? Um, You've talked about a couple kind of innovative ways to solve problems. So if you had somebody who was struggling, um, they didn't have the time they need, they didn't have the money they need, um, they saw an opportunity um, that they could grow from, like, you know, going to a conference or something like that. Um, Maybe they saw, they had an idea for a product. Um, or a service or something they could do to make the world a better, better place and reach more people. But they're in that, ah, but I don't have the time. Oh, but I don't have the money. Oh, I don't have the resources. How would you ask them to think about that problem in a way that opened up solutions that they weren't currently seeing? I would look at if you can't invest the money you have to invest the time. And I look at the times in my life that were the most pivotal in my business growth. Mm -hmm. Um, And I look at it like, I look at where I invested and I I think I've always invested before I could afford to because I couldn't afford not to. Like what's the consequence of not taking this action? What's the consequence of taking this action? Um, I look at both the the success and the failure consequences. Um, And for someone that, you know, has all the excuses and all the reasons not to is to look at which one, which, which route seems more fulfilling or which route seems more, more painful. Yes. So they don't have the resource that they think they need the air quotes, right? They don't have the resource they think they need. And we Mm -hmm. add to that the pressure of, if you don't do something about it, here's the consequence. How would you have them think in a different way? that would give them the resourcefulness they need to see solutions they hadn't considered. Mm -hmm. I think I would, I would just try to play out, like, let's look at, at both paths. What, what, what does the outcome look like in both directions? Um, And what are the resources you do have available to you? Is it extra time getting up earlier, staying up later? 
Is it finding um, interns, free help, mm-hmm. people overseas? Yes. Is it maybe not buying that uh, pumpkin spice latte on the way to work every day? Or there's there are always opportunities in front of you. And and even looking back at previous experiences that this person has had to try to empower them. Well, hey, you did this. That got you this far. Um, and I also like the the saying of like, what got you here won't get you there. Mm-hmm. Um, so to get yourself to a different level is you're going to have to think differently. You got to this point, let's, let's celebrate that. But then what's the next level of thinking that you need to get to, to break beyond that. Um, and I think that's so fascinating for, to, to try to open people up to, because we always, if we want to keep growing and keep having this momentum, we have to be open to evolving no matter how painful it is. Yeah. Is there a time in your life? that you created something that wasn't there? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I can think of so many situations where I would try to force something like wanting a job that didn't come through or wanting a relationship that didn't work out and feeling like, and you know, the overanalyzing or the, the trying to take action to make something happen. And then when you kind of release that and other things fall into place, you realize there was another resource here or there was another opportunity here. And thank God that this didn't work out because it brought me to where I am now. I had a, a job in, um, in Toronto that I got fired from actually. And it was my favorite. I loved my job. Oh shoot! I got fired from it and I was devastated. And, um, and then I got another job opportunity at the same time that I had just decided to move back to where my parents were. Mm-hmm. All my stuff was on a moving truck, but this job, this was a dream job opportunity. And, um, I said, will you give me a few months to think about it? And they were very kind. And they, they said, yes, they didn't need to fill a position right away, thankfully. But then I got home and I was so torn about what to do. And when I got home, I actually got another dream job opportunity where I could be at home where my family was and, uh, and have, a, you know, the, the next opportunity that I was excited about. Um, and it was something that kind of just fell into place instead of me trying to force it. Wow. Sometimes when people get stuck in that mess, well, they're stuck, right? <laughs> They've tried forcing that doesn't work. Right. The thought of letting go, um, uh, and, and allowing whatever to happen to, to move through that feels terrifying. It feels like, Oh my gosh, it's going to make the situation so much worse. Yeah. What, what works for you if you're in a situation where you need to less pressure, less effort. What helps you to do that? Um, I'm a very verbal processor. Like I have to talk things out probably with multiple people. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like talking it out helps me to understand how I feel about things. So I talk it out with people. Um, but then I also just take time to intentionally turn off. I think the best high performers are the people that know how to take intentional rest, but then there's also productive rest, like exercise or going on a hike or what, or Mm -hmm. doing some kind of light mindless work. Um, but I find that the times, the time that I take to just let things sit and integrate is the time where those ideas kind of just like float in. Um, and I think of like, I tell this story in my content of Newton, like sitting under the tree gets hit with the apple. If he was scrolling through his phone, he probably would have been like, Oh, gravity. I wish more people understood that about innovation. Innovation doesn't happen during pressure. Right. It happens during mindless. Driving home, yeah. in the shower, 
halfway falling asleep. Like I have my best ideas when I'm half asleep and then I'm like, I got to get up and write this down or there's no way I'm going to remember it in the morning. Yes, you do have to get up and write it down. Absolutely. (laughs) Capture it or lose it. Absolutely. (laughs) Einstein, he would, um, if, if he was having trouble solving a problem, he'd sit in a chair and he had like kind of bowling ball, right? Heavy rocks in his hand. And his job was to doze off like he was going to sleep. And the moment right before he would go to sleep, he would obviously relax and drop the rocks. It would wake him back up and he would have the insight that he needed to go to the next step. Edison, when Edison was working on a problem and he had a hard time solving that problem, he would lie down for a nap. And when he went down for the nap, he would just kind of like, whatever, cosmically tell his brain, all right, I'm looking for an innovative creative solution for this. I don't know what it is. And so he would instruct his brain to go to work dreaming, you know, pink pigeons and purple cats and having them solve this problem for him while he's dreaming. And he would wake up an hour and a half later and, oh my gosh, I never even thought about that. So yes, innovation happens when we're not trying. Yeah. Um, That being said, innovation doesn't happen magically when we're not trying. It's a combination of the material that we already have. Right. Uh, Like you go for a jog, you read a book you listen to a podcast and now your brain is assembling these new things. So it is, there is some new content coming in. If you had a chance to help somebody to think at a higher level, what story would you tell them to inspire them about what's possible? I mean, I think of the hardest times in my life, um, the traumas that I had to go through or, and, and then heal and be open to healing from. Um, I think of the, the first uh, death that I ever experienced. My, my cousin passed away when I was 21 years old. It was like right before my 21st birthday. And it was my first experience with grief. I didn't know how to handle it. Um, so I didn't grieve in a healthy way, but then my, I feel like my body responded to that. Obviously you suppress your emotions. I think they manifest physically. And, um, and I had to learn how, and it really, it woke me up to all the possibilities, all the things that like, I was living my life half asleep, to not be aware of my emotions, to not be aware of the world around me, my purpose, my impact, what I meant to do in this world. I was totally living, working nine to five, partying on the weekends. I mean, I was 20, 20, 21 years old. Um, That experience woke me up. And then I also look at, um, I mean, my marriage ending, the fact that I, three weeks before speaking on the biggest stage of my life, it was a dream come true to speak at Funnel Hacking Live to an audience of 5,000 people sharing the stage with Russell Brunson and Tony Robbins and all these amazing celebrity names. And three weeks before that, I announced that my marriage ended and then I'm changing my name and I'm changing my business branding, all those things. And it was the scariest thing for me to have to do to, um, to be so vulnerable and open and with the risk of thinking that people might look at this and think Marley is a failure because, Mm. because my marriage ended. Um, But what I found is when I embraced that message, my audience embraced me and and encouraged me to push on and keep going for them, not just for me. So if I let that negatively impact me to the point that I stopped creating and stopped living in my purpose, that wouldn't just impact me. So I'd love to share that story with people to tell them that like your life is, is not meant to be perfect and helping people doesn't stop just because your life isn't perfect. No one's is. Um, and, and that that can, if, if my story can be a lesson to encourage people and it doesn't have anything to do with 
a divorce or a relationship ending. It's just, it's being able to persevere through tough times and remember why you're doing what you're doing. You did something uh, fairly unique during that process, which was share the mm -hmm. process. Yeah. As opposed to waiting for it to be perfect with a bow in the end, sharing the process became a part of the brand that made Marley, Marley and wonderful yeah. and beautiful. And I think that's an innovative way of solving problems. Share what's happening while it's happening. You, I want to respect your time. I, I know you've got to head off. Uh, real quick before we go, we started this conversation um, looking at some visual representation of the way your thinking patterns show up on paper. Um, mm -hmm. Any any takeaways there from going through the mind scan? Um, it really helped me to, and I, I've one of the things that surprised me most about entrepreneurship was understanding my role as a leader. And in the mind scan, uh, you showed how, yeah, my, my, my brain, my emotions, um, kind of how I think is how can I be a better leader? How can I build people? How can I solve problems? How can I, um, be most efficient with my time? And so you kind of showed me on there, uh, where I'm at with my, with my brain scan in accomplishing those things and being, being the best leader I can be. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, somebody is going to resonate with your way of thinking and want to be more like Marley. Where can we send them to enter your world? Um, I would love for them to follow me on, uh, on YouTube and Instagram. So you can look up uh, Marley Jacks on both platforms. Uh, my Instagram stories, I do a lot of behind the scenes and uh, I try to be a stand-up comedian. So come over there and laugh with me. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about the thinking patterns of success, or maybe even see what kind of opportunities for growth are hidden in your own mindset, visit mindsetperformance.co.